0: How long gone? Beyonce was robbed. Um uh Jason, how are you how are you feeling after Renaissance lost to Harold's house last night? The the internet is is up in I mean, just absolute disarray. People are upset. Um and you know, I I obviously a fan of both artists, but I must say both of those albums are mid is the reality. Of course. I guess though that the, the uh, Grammy and the the voters, um traditionally lean mid <laughs> when when it comes to their yeah, man. selections. Ozzy
1: Osborne and Bonnie Raitt had an amazing year. They lit 2022 on fire. I feel like everywhere you turned it was Ozzy Osborne and Bonnie Raitt, you know.
0: Well now, see now you sound like an uninformed TikToker, Jason, because you know as well as I do that this is not voted on by fans. This is not the Billboard Awards where it's chart-based. This is based on mm-hmm. Uh, musicianship, craft, songwriting, tona- <laughs> tonality—all of the above. Because the board, the the people voting on these awards are are peers, Jason. You know what I mean? It's as if it's as if. You know, Mark Maron, uh, Joe Budden, and Smartless were voting for us for best podcast of the year. You know what I mean?
1: I I think it's a little bit more based on um, A&R backstabbing and like blackmail. I don't think it's based
0: on blackmail. I think it's based on the fact that... Everyone likes what they like. Obviously, you're giving some, given some parameters. I've never voted, um, even though I'm a esteemed member of the music business. <laughs> but my guess is you're given some parameters, so you can't... You're a
1: member of the music business. That was a key detail, not a member of the academy, a member of the music business. No, 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 I, no. I, exactly. So am I. That's so weird. Both
0: of us... No, that's what I'm saying. Both of us are tangentially members of the music business, and I think that, honestly... Would the results have been different if how long gone was allowed to vote? I don't know. No. Would Kendrick Lamar have won anything? Definitely not. (laughs) Um, And he looked bad. Don't try to tell me that looked cool. It didn't. Um, The only person that looked good was Steve Lacey Mm. um, and his mom, who were in complimentary, um, I believe, St. Laurent custom, which looked very good. Um, He was also wearing a tasteful pump. Um, on
1: the foot just a little uh, I mean uh, which, if which you don't wear I, a nice little sl- little sling back, sling back to the Grammys what are you even doing yeah
0: exactly exactly what are you, what are you even doing but I, I was able to watch uh, most of the award show until I fell asleep so I saw an hour um total but I would like all these fucking Swifties uh, listening to how long gone to put some respect on Bonnie Raitt's name <laughs> she's a legend in the game she's been making hits since uh, before you were born um, amazing guitar player amazing voice and I think we should respect her. I respect her more than Ozzy. If we're keeping it one hundred, oh, of
1: course, I respect her more than Ozzy. But you know, that's why that's why we have lifetime achievement awards, not best best album of the year or best song of the year or whatever best performance well, she, of the year means. What is What is the difference between performance and album and song? Um, I, I as a member of the music industry, yeah. Let
0: me think about this one. Um, I believe performance <laughs> has to do with um like it's not I think you're supposed to focus on the song as a whole versus the craft which is where which is maybe the difference is is my guess um based on context clues and obviously years and years of experience as a songwriter and listener
1: yeah counterpoint what you said doesn't mean anything uh
0: well that that's of course I agree but I think that <laughs> I think that if if you break it down I think it's something like you know maybe maybe yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe you're analyzing the lyrics and music separately, and analyzing one. Uh, yeah,
1: that's fair. That's fair. In a
0: whole sense, I, I don't know. Um, but people looked awful. I mean, BB Rexa looked like <laughs> insane. Everybody looked really bad, and it, it goes again. It goes. It goes back to this whole issue we have with with men um, dressing for the for the the red carpet. Like, just put on a tuxedo. Just put on a suit, dude. Stop trying to be creative. Stop trying to look like pentatonics. Like these people looked fucking. People going to tell that to Sam Smith? Sam Smith is an abysmal. I mean, who could be more unlikable, <laughs> unlikable than Sam Smith? Whereas Kim Petras, lovable, talented, vivacious, sure, um, has given us many, many Soul Cycle bops in her short career. The throat
1: goat representation yeah, was great exactly I, I mean that that's a truly awful song i think you that's one one thing where you got you and i would agree on
0: yes but i think that the lyrical content needs to be heard you know so i think that's something that we have Yeah, the to,
1: lyrical content of that song is so important i love when you're like up on stage you know fighting back tears accepting uh-huh. your award for the yeah, song and yes, like oh exactly. what is this song <laughs> about well it's about a guy who goes to a strip club and doesn't tell his wife uh, and that's it. And then it's, but here's the kicker. It's from the perspective of their child, uh, of their child, <laughs> daughter, or son. Their young child or daughter or son knows that. And, th-
0: this, and this is why, see, this is why you're not allowed to vote because you have a bad attitude. And that's something we'll get into, you know, what we can get into later. But I,
1: yeah. So Look, I. I f- who amongst us has not gone to a strip club and not told your your wife or girlfriend or a significant other? That's not any, that's not powerful. That's what that's what I do on a Wednesday.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know that I know that you're a real strip club cat. I
1: support sex workers. I don't I don't say that they're unholy. Sam Smith seems to be deeply like unhappy.
0: You know what I mean? But I did like the fact that he he let Kim Kim speak because I think she's the the first uh trans artist to win award. she gave a shout out to sophie yeah and funny enough i was in i was in ninth Street espresso today and they were banging sophie and it reminded me how much i like that song sophie's
1: great and I, I saw a tweet from grimes saying i tried to nominate sophie for best producer of the year and the academy told me no i'm not allowed to well so that's where the grammys are at with sophie
0: i don't know if it has to do with sophie it might have a little do more with grimes you you know what i'm saying (laughs) like i don't i don't no one wants to hear from grimes hey sophie was not on the board grimes was uh that well yeah i mean i guess that i guess that's true i mean grimes is is relevant to someone uh not not me of course yeah
1: it's time we we need to disrupt the oscars the grammys all this stuff the grammys don't mean anything anymore nobody cares about them it's just a Uh, a, a piece of content that we use to make fun of people's outfits and that's about it nobody cares about it whatsoever we need to disrupt it and create a new one. And
0: yeah, we've done that. We did that. I think we did, you and I are just the people. We did that for the 20 job. years ago. It's called the MTV Video Music Awards, and it's just a lower rent version of the <laughs> Grammys. No, I think these award shows. People say they don't matter, and of course, I mean, it depends on what your gauge of matter is. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm, it got mm-hmm. people. It got people talking. The thing is, the thing about award shows, that I think, still makes them powerful in some ways. Is it's it's the last bastion of appointment television that we have. You know, it's like people actually watch it t- outside of sports. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so for uh, gay people like myself, it's something we can actually watch, not sports.
1: Everyone can watch it together, and you can do a group tweet, and the hive is alive. But I mean,
0: that really is why I think they even still. I mean, I think they get. I think the ratings are, are actually up as of the last couple of years. Um, but I think it really is because it's like the last last appointment television.
1: Yeah this this year the the Golden Globes got almost as many viewers as one third of any episode of any hbo show this yeah but i mean i would still just awful right there was like four million people watched it or something i mean the
0: goal that the grammys is i think the i think the grammys is is a little more highest rated because i think that the problem with the 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 film and television stuff is that they don't the oscars do it more now but they don't have the the live performances to lean on Mm -hmm. so it's literally just people talking for four hours which I guess is every HBO show as well, but sometimes they have dragons <laughs> and stuff, so people like it more. Yeah,
1: it it, it almost got as many viewers as any uh, Big Bang Theory rerun or Family Guy on TBS at eleven fifty p.m. Yeah, I mean the Golden Globe. I mean, excuse me. Yeah, the
0: Golden Globes aren't that aren't that exciting. But yeah, I mean the Grammys are the Grammys. I'm, I will continue to watch them. People love it. I think that the fact that that beyond people are so offended by Beyonce and Harry and Taylor, it's just it's really. All these award shows do is solidify one the one thing we can all agree on, and that is that stand culture is so dark and depressing. <laughs> um, absolutely, liking anything that much is loser shit, and you need to reevaluate your priorities if you're going to war. With a stranger about uh, an award show that has nothing to do with you because you work at a subway in Des Moines, <laughs> and and I don't even want don't even get me started on the barbs, Jason. I mean, you know, I'm scared of them, but also I'm good with the barbs. What happens? What happens when you're a stan so deeply of something that is now irrelevant? Like, what do you do?
1: Do not, Chris. Do not. I'm just saying. Think about it. Look, she's more she's more relevant than Bonnie Raitt. I, that's for shit sure brother. I'm actually
0: going to say that might not be true. Um but I mean she's relevant to her stance. Yeah, but when's the last time you've thought about Nicki Minaj?
1: Yeah, you're right. Her Bonnie and Nicki probably have about the same amount of followers on social media, right? Well, that's
0: the thing. I bet Bonnie I wonder though, honestly, and this is this
1: I'm using pure sarcasm, I'm sure. Bonnie Raitt has several million less than. But I she wonder, does.
0: I wonder, I wonder if Bonnie Raitt's actually out, uh, you know, year to date sold more records than Nicki Minaj. I bet she has.
1: Mm, maybe Bonnie Raitt album.
0: Maybe, maybe.
1: <laughs> we, that's a double maybe.
0: Well, it would just it would be crazy. It, it seems insane, but also like kind of okay.
1: Bonnie Raitt has sold over seventeen point six million albums. Let's see here. Nicki Minaj,
0: but that's pre oh, that's pre streaming, you know no what no I mean. No. So that's like actual sales.
1: Yeah, and yeah, Nicki Minaj, she's only sold ten million.
0: I mean, you know, people want to talk about relevance. People, I, I like to talk about numbers, Jason. I'm kind of a numbers guy when it comes to money and sales only.
1: Where uh, Nicki Minaj did two hundred fifty million streams in January. Yeah, oh
0: yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, I mean, there's no comparing that part. But like hard ticket sales, that you know, that's where I strive to 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 compare
1: Mm, mm -hmm. um yeah so chris your boy your boy harry did win best album which it was a better i mean it was a bad album sure but so was beyonce i don't
0: think either of them are bad i think they're both mid and harry did a better job this year of playing live and selling out 100 shows while Beyonce didn't do that. I think that really does have a... Yeah, I
1: mean, Harry put in the work. He was touring all over the world, all over the country, multiple shows and legendary venues. Beyonce played for Saudi Arabian child traffickers (laughs) one show and got paid the same amount of money
0: look she look beyonce works smart not hard i do appreciate that about her
1: yeah she's like oh harry you say like oh i'll just come i'll come to la i'll knock out 10 shows in a week that's easy money she's like well cool, i'll knock out a year's worth of shows in one hour i, I done mean done and done i
0: listened to that record maybe three times i listened to the harry record more because i didn't like it at first so it grown me a little bit but of course you know none of that matters uh the heart wants what the heart wants and, and america's heart wants beyonce to win um and you know I, Harry Styles did not. I did not like his jumper that he wore on the red carpet. I'm going to admit that.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you if you could maybe try to find any shred of of defense
0: no 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 i mean that's it's 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 indefensible i mean i think it's cool that he wore like a small independent designer at like a big moment that's a nice look and a nice thing to do
1: who was the who was the designer
0: i can't even remember alex knew it's like it's a parisian i I can't remember um but he i mean he does that his stylist like his stylist harry puts him in you know but otherwise um no he looked absolutely insane but at the same time like if i had that kind of body maybe i'd wear stuff like that too i don't know
1: i had that at the very least if i had his body i would get the rihanna under titty tattoo like he does as well yes and then kind of go from there
0: yeah that's a classic uh all right we do have a guest we do have a guest uh tonight and um and it is tonight it is tonight we're doing a rare night podcast a special edition for a vip from shanghai um and uh It feels right, I guess, you know, I I don't know. I I don't love recording at night, but Sarah Jane Ho uh, requested it uh, thanks to her international location. You might have seen her show Mind Your Manners on Netflix. Um, She's an etiquette teacher and expert. She's um, more educated than Jason and I's entire families. Um she has a beautiful
1: <laughs> she
0: has one of those beautiful accents that you can't place. And the
1: end it's true. She's
0: got the international school accent which I find alluring because it really allow it doesn't allow you to place someone. Mm-hmm. Um so it's very it, you know it keeps you on your toes.
1: Are you from Sydney, Shanghai or just exactly. like just just a simple London town god only knows. E- exactly, we don't know.
0: Um so she's going to give us some tips and tricks on how to behave. Um, in In polite society, unlike failing New York magazine, she's actually an expert, so that's what we we kind of do that for you here on how long gone we We bring in actual experts we don't just we don't have media personalities uh, kind of playing out their grudges in print.
1: yeah, we don't just hire people who buy cat sweaters on Etsy <laughs> with their three hundred dollars from gawker we buy we we get the real motherfuckers who got the deals and I've been wondering. Chris and I both eat a lot of bananas, and she eats hers with a knife and fork. So cool! I feel like that's a little bit of a crazy thing to do, and I don't even know if it's actually possible. But I do need to figure it out how to do that, and I think an audio based podcast is the is, there, is the is perfect the place yeah, to learn yeah, exactly. that. So let's yeah, let's she's... give her a Zoom, and uh, we're going to get into all of this and more.
0: All right, so now now do we call you Sarah? Or do we call you Sarah Jane? What feels most appropriate?
2: Sarah Jane's fine.
0: Okay, we'll go full. Sarah Jane, um, thank you for joining us. Uh, so what time is it in Shanghai? This is our first international podcast on this level. I just want to tell you that.
2: Wow, <laughs> crossing the borders.
0: We've crossed borders, but we've only gone as far as mainland Europe. You know what I mean? So we're we're kind of expanding our reach as well.
2: I love it. Well, I'll be sure to post this on Chinese social media for you guys. It is 9 a.m. in Shanghai.
0: Okay,
1: it's 9 a.m. Okay, when, when you say Chinese social media, do you mean something other than TikTok? What else
0: you guys yeah, got? <laughs> what else you guys got over there? I've heard they of have we- a lot.
1: They have a lot of social media over there that we are not familiar with.
2: Oh yeah, they have uh, Weibo, which is like Chinese Twitter, and then we have Xiaohongshu, Little Red Book, which is kind of like an Instagram. Mm, little
0: Red Book that that yeah. sounds sexy a little bit.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's like reminiscent of Mao's Little Red Book.
0: Oh okay, okay it's also okay,
1: reminiscent okay. of um, Ashley Madison. It was another <laughs> website that kind of. <laughs> evokes the same flavor, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> okay, so we got we I've already heard of 3 I don't know about. Now what is what is your um what is your preferred Chinese social media platform?
2: Oh, my main one is Little Red Book, which is a cross between Instagram and Pinterest.
0: Oh,
1: wow.
2: Yeah, and like all the girls in the first and second tier cities are on it.
0: Okay. Okay. Oof. So
1: And I love that you just flat out tier uh, the cities like that. Where in America yeah, same, it's same. it's actually considered same. rude to do that. It would be poor <laughs> etiquette almost.
0: We have to we have to pretend that cities that don't matter do. It's kind of part of the American way. But we do
1: still rate women's looks on a numerical scale. <laughs> Uh,
0: yeah, we're so we're behind. We're behind in some ways, but ahead in others. Yeah, I, I can't explain. You know,
1: it. take your pick. Take your pick. Every country's got a little different. I can't
0: explain it. So, all right, so this this it's I'm sorry, the little what is it called again? I'm sorry, the little red book?
1: Little red book.
0: Little red book.
1: No, I I need to tell my uh, my life partner about this because she she was just commenting about how she doesn't really care about Instagram anymore. It's not really scratching her itch and she finds herself looking on pinterest more so lately so combining the two somebody pinch me what kind of vpn
2: yeah the vpn um well i don't want to say anything that's going to get me kicked out of china guys wait i
1: think sarah's (laughs) muted that's fair that's fair copy that well
0: i I was just i was just saying that the little red so what is it it, what is the layout is it look like instagram or does it have a different feature so you can display like images side by side let's say or is it a carousel style like instagram
2: oh it's it's carousel style you can do videos um but it's also become a it's almost become like it's replaced search engines in some ways so if you hear about a cool scenic spot or a hotel or a restaurant Everybody just goes to the Little Red Book to search.
0: Whoa. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Jason does that with restaurants, right, Jason? Like, you would go to Instagram before you would go to, like, Google or Yelp?
1: Yeah. You can learn a lot about a restaurant or a business on Instagram because if you look on their stories, then everything's being posted in real time where if you go on Google and you're like, they, they could have updated their information in 2017 for all we know and, yeah. The, the book, I'm going to check it out. Are Americans allowed to use it?
2: Uh yeah, totally. I mean it's all in Chinese, but um okay. but you know what Kim, Kim Kardashian said <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, really? I bet she is. All right. She's on it. Kim probably took the time to learn the language as well.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> She's quite a wonder woman.
1: <laughs> World famous
0: podcaster uh Jason Stewart is going to be the second kind of major American to join. <laughs> so watch this space if if you're if you're using the platform now, just make sure to give Jason a follow. Um <laughs> His Pinterest stuff, I can imagine, is going to be great. That kind of side of his business is really is really robust. You would agree, right, Jason?
1: I have a lot of different mood boards for all my fun little moods. But uh, Sarah Jane, I did. We were talking about bananas right beforehand. Um, you said that you overheard us talking about that, but you were on mute, right?
2: Oh, I I loved it. I mean, you know, the banana thing. <laughs> People take it too seriously. Well, well yeah, I know I know mean,
1: it's a little bit of a showboat kind of novelty stunt thing and you probably don't sit at your your breakfast nook every morning and and meticulously peel and slice a banana with a knife and fork. Is there an instance or an occasion when you do need to ha- possess this skill or is it just kind of like a showboat thing?
2: So it's part of my tricky foods course. And it's also something that I learned in Switzerland when I was at Swiss finishing school. Mm-hmm. Oh. And the point of learning how to cut a banana with a knife and fork is more about practicing your knife and fork skills. Because it is, mm-hmm. it is challenging. Actually, the even more challenging thing uh, is how to cut. An orange with a knife and fork, which actually Netflix made the poster of "Mind Your Manners," yeah. my show. But, but it's funny because then everybody was like, "I couldn't find the bit about the orange," and somehow they cut it out of the edit. But, but they put it on the poster. Mm. But that—that's
0: okay. great. Yeah, <laughs> we call that lack of continuity in the business.
1: So, okay, so the orange is the is the most difficult fruit to to handle with, and and when you're doing that, is that with like a, a butter knife? Or do you need, like, a chef's blade to do this?
2: Yeah, a butter knife is only for butter.
1: (laughs) If you want to increase the difficulty level, you can use a butter knife if, uh, you know, a sharper blade is presenting too easy of a task for you, perhaps.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, no, the blade is a good question because (laughs) how sharp the blade is does make a difference as to uh, how easily you can cut open the orange like a flower and let it blossom.
0: Now, do you Okay, I just and I know this I don't want to get in the weeds on this here, but do you <laughs> I'm really having a tough time visualizing this this scalpel to orange moment because I watched the program and when you did the banana thing, it truly was precision like a one of Beverly Hills' finest plastic surgeons. <laughs> and that's what kind of kept me entertained. Mm-hmm. But with the orange, it seems like there's a like you said it's more difficult. There's a lot more room for error. But but do you do you have to do you open it up and then de-skin or do you de-skin first and then start start f- flowering as you said?
2: De-flowering actually. <laughs> okay,
0: de- flowering I apologize. I didn't want to be crass. I didn't want to be crass. So do you do you take the whole skin off or uh, first or is that not how it works?
2: Wrong. You know, <laughs> you, <laughs> you stay it.
0: And Okay, okay.
2: Skin off a little bit of the bottom so that it can sit upright. Without rolling oh, around. Oh, nice. Okay. So okay. A little stand. Okay,
0: this is good stuff. And
2: then from the top, so you you then you puncture the orange just skin deep with your fork. So you have a good mm-hmm. hold on to it.
1: He's not going anywhere.
2: And then you slice okay. from the top of the orange down to the bottom, down to the plate. And you do that about eight times because eight is an auspicious number in Chinese feng shui. Oh. And then you have, you know, some pretty little potential petals okay so after you do the slicing and you rotate it as you slice then you do the peeling where you put your knife kind of 45 degrees just under just tuck it under the peel and then you peel it that way by like opening it up pushing it out opening up (sighs) And then it becomes a beautiful flower. And
1: then you just pick it up like a baseball and just start sl- slurping on that thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> or do you then slice it into supreme segments afterward and then segments. eat one one by one? Mm-hmm. Segments.
0: Got it. Okay. This is reminding me of... Um... Kind of like an episode of Nip Tuck, (laughs) you know. This seems like maybe a fetish thing. Yeah, for one of those guys. Well,
1: it it reminds me more so of of kind of like ASMR type of energy. Like, do you have any odd fans somewhere in in China who maybe like to watch videos of you cutting fruit a little too much?
2: Well, actually, when GQ flew to China to trail me for a week back in two thousand fifteen when this segment came out on youtube it went viral i think i mean it got a couple million views
1: gq hasn't seen numbers like that in years that's that's good (laughs)
0: that's that's actually that's very and now i want to talk about the um the finishing schools you know because i feel like i'm in the market for something like this like i'm pretty good i did go to southern cotillion as a young person and i consider myself to have manners i think i know you know some stuff some service level stuff. But if you were gonna, I know we we have only had dinner once. You know, we hung out a little bit. You know, you, you don't know me that well. But if you had a particular finishing school to prescribe me, what would that? What do you think that would be?
2: Well, you know, we had a gentleman's course. Oh, in the very early days. Okay. But we had such few signups that we quietly did away with it.
0: <laughs> okay, so you're saying that men weren't interested, but but you're saying that that a separate course has to exist for men because our skills. That we need to refine are a little bit different than those of, of a woman.
2: Well, there are some core etiquette lessons that are basics. Doesn't matter what gender you are, what age you are. For example, you know, introduction to Western cutlery or you know Chinese table manners, um, dress codes. Mm-hmm. But there are a few things that are specific to men. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get
0: into this because Jason, look, I I need help. Jason needs a lot of help. He's raised in Southern California. They're kind of slobs over there. You know that. Um, and you know, he wears shorts to restaurants. Um, he wears crocs. um so if if there's if there's certain stuff that men should know, I'd love for you to give us just a few kind of tidbits that we could chew on,
2: yeah. well, a lot of what we teach men is in relation to women. all right, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are walking with a lady mm-hmm. on the street and you're on the pedestrian walkway, right? One side is the wall or the shops, the other side. The cars, which side should the gentleman be on? Well
1: it was an easy one. <laughs> yeah, that's an easy one. The cars. Why? Because my big, sexy body will protect her body when a, a flaming Tesla on autopilot comes screeching down the road. Exactly. Very good. Yeah.
2: It hits you first.
1: Which is
0: tough Which is tough for me because if I'm walking by the shops, as you say, and, and something from Hermes catches my eye, I'm I'm going to, unfortunately, cross the picket line. He's easily distracted. I'm easily distracted by high-end wearers, but okay, I'll try to stay on the car side.
1: <laughs> it sounds like you and your partner should maybe not walk on sidewalks, Chris.
0: Yeah, we, we have to walk single file in the middle so that we kind of both get the experience okay no i can i I can do that i can i can protect okay
1: that was a good that's a good starter
0: it's a good starter
2: now what about on the staircase going up we
0: i would trail correct
2: why
1: oh shit because uh if if, maybe if she's wearing um clothing
2: (laughs) a short skirt
1: yes a short skirt and she doesn't want people to get a free show you're there you've already seen it before right you get
2: the show first So Chris gets the show first. Chris gets the show.
0: Chris always gets the show first. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so so if we're do, if we're okay, how many dates do
1: you have to be in to <laughs> where that can... happens?
2: <laughs> well, that that's that's very subjective.
1: Penetration has to be completed, and then you can offer up. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: that's good because that's also that's also maybe gets it hot for the bedroom later. You know what I mean? It feels a little bit like um,
2: it's a tease. Oh Jesus Christ, Christ. Yeah,
0: it's a tease. I'm sorry, Jason. I didn't mean to take it there. Okay, you're gonna get her kicked out of China.
2: <laughs> oh, this doesn't get me kicked out of China. It's only the government stuff that gets me kicked out of China.
0: Okay, we, we don't worry. We're not interested in government we're only interested so no
2: talking about the spy balloon
0: don't
1: no, I, have, I have no idea what you're talking about that, that spy balloon was created by america as a psyop
0: we only we only care about upskirts not spy balloons so you your not 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 balloons so we're kind of on the right on the right path okay
2: so if you're going up a staircase you should walk behind your woman but not to get the first look it's rather that if she falls you can see her she falls onto you
1: <sighs> okay that's a good one okay that's a good one okay. that also sounds like a smart idea and I'll see how I'm gonna be able to clean that one up and post to make it sound like <laughs> I got it on the first try but no promises yet <laughs> well
0: I, I I just I, I, I like this because it feels old school I just feel like it's I haven't seen a woman fall down the steps in a while but I guess anything is possible so I should be there to kind of use my strong, muscular body to to kind of cushion the fall. follow-up
1: question, Sarah Jane. Let's say, for example, your female partner has a stronger core than you do. (laughs) (laughs) What happens at that point?
2: Um, You know, so a lot of this is not exactly about whether she's she's fitter than you or, you know, you're unfit. It's really (laughs) more about the psychology of it that she feels protected by her man. Okay. So unless you have a relationship okay. where you need to feel like you're protected by your woman,
0: mm-hmm. Jason is definitely the cuck in his relationship to his uh, to the <laughs> alpha. But I think physically, Jason, and we, we we should have told you this, Sarah Jane, but Jason's mm-hmm. has quite an imposing height. He's six foot nine, so he looks wow. He looks more important and sturdy than he actually is, <laughs> um, which could work in his favor, I guess, in these situations. He looks like he could really protect protect someone um so i I just want to give you the full for the full deck before we continue
2: wow i'll have to meet meet you in life we'll meet in life don't worry
0: um all right i I need some more i'm i'm really this is really going great for me so what else should men be learning
2: um what about getting into a call with a woman
0: okay i've got some thoughts about this (laughs) i i feel like opening the door for a woman Feels a little old school and a little. I feel like that could offend some women Oof. in 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 twenty twenty three. And I I don't not that I agree with that. I just think that's a possibility. Um, but I, I assume that's where we're going with this because that seems like the right. That's where my heart is. You know, that's that seems like the right thing to do.
1: Wrong. I say uh, I say you open the the you you go in. You've got the car. The Uber pulls up. Open that door on that side. Don't expect them to slide over. And then I would go around to the other side of the car and let myself in.
2: Good job, Jason. So you <laughs> don't let the lady slide over because especially if she's wearing heels and a skirt mm-hmm. for her to shuffle over is really not elegant. I agree.
1: no, no. i've learned I've learned that one the hard way that ladies do not love a slide over in the car. I mean,
0: that's common sense a little bit. So, but I guess my question is, Sarah Jane, is is opening the door for a lady, is that frowned upon these days or is that something that is still viewed as good manners?
2: You know, in, in Western society, the reason that men have to act like gentlemen for the fairer sex, right? You, you hear this <laughs> term thrown around because yes. the fairer sex is not thrown around in Chinese society. It's thrown around in Western society, which is based on Christianity okay, and where you have this whole battle of the sexes. And as a result of that, men need to feel like they are they are showing behavior that respects the so-called weaker sex, the so-called fairer sex.
1: And you're saying that China doesn't do that?
2: No. we are ba- Our society is based on Confucian principles, mm-hmm. over 2,000 years of Confucian principles, where it's about seniority and hierarchy. So that is why a Chinese woman is not offended if her husband walks ahead of her. And if a husband, you know, just doesn't doesn't let her go first, because according to our hierarchy in a family, the grandpas or the eldest come first and the male come first. Mm -hmm. So a granddaughter would never dream of walking ahead of her grandfather. That would be the ultimate disrespect. A woman would not walk ahead of her husband. That would be disrespectful, especially if it's in a setting, a formal setting where other people are present. But in the West, it's the opposite. Yeah. In the West, a man lets a woman of the so-called fair sex. Right? This is obviously like centuries old, outdated, probably for twenty-three. Sure. So,
1: so-called is right, Sarah Jane. So-called is right. Go <laughs> ahead. You can. You can almost hear Chris on the Delta app looking at flights to China right now, can't you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that is not. No, this is this is good stuff. So you're saying because of our because of our um fucked up Christian principles, um we're doing it wrong or just different.
2: Just different. There's never a right. There's never a wrong. Etiquette is always about context, Chris.
0: Oh, damn. OK, bars. Um. All right. Look, I, I mean, I think that Uh. this this all makes sense. Um. I think that the, the the stuff that but but it seems like to me, based on based on the show and based on some reading I've done, that, that there's a lot more a lot more of this stuff applies to women, let's say. Is that fair to say, or is it just that men aren't as interested in learning learning how to do things properly?
2: I would say that women, whether they're Chinese or whether they're American, women all around the world are actually generally more interested in self improvement. (laughs) I know that's controversial. (laughs) I know there's going to be a bunch of American men out there who are going to like come after me at this, but at least from my experience running a finishing school, you know, for Mind Your Manners, we had more female students interested. And in China, you know, I did away with my gentleman's course because <laughs> gentlemen were like, I'll just make money and pay for my other half to go.
0: Okay, that now that does appeal to me. I do like that. <laughs> I like making money and then paying for problems to go away. Um, I totally get that. Um, I think it's a classic case of the people who need it the most seem to be the least interested. That's men um barbarians you know we're disgusting and <laughs> we need all the help we can get from someone uh at your level i'm
1: not disgusting
2: <laughs>
0: i just see a business opportunity <laughs> on our hands sarah jane i think you and i could partner up
2: <laughs> let's open a men's etiquette school
0: <laughs> exactly i think we could take this thing to the top I, I honestly do like if you i'm sure you have some working capital you know i'm, I'm a little cash poor right now but i'm sure you have some working <laughs> capital and with my kind of branding and expertise. And this platform that we have here, at how long gone? I think we could really launch something. And I don't know, but it's tough for me to know which city would be best, you know, because obviously this can't be done over Zoom. This is a real IRL experience.
2: Oh yeah, maybe New York. I,
0: I feel like guys in New York think they have it figured out, you know, and that's part of the problem.
1: No, got no no nowhere. That's true. Has it figured out in terms of guys? But New Yorkers have a lot of money to waste on stuff like this, so I think that is a good a good <laughs> yeah, place they, they, to do that. <laughs> But I mean, have you have you noticed like a rise? You know, you've been doing this for for a number of years now. Have you noticed a rise in in the need for for males to to have a, a course like this, or like uh, a decrease in level uh, uh, in their level of manners or etiquette, specifically in the male realm? I feel like a lot of I mean, I think I've noticed it, but. That could just be me
2: so the need has always been there i think maybe what you're asking about is the interest
1: mm, maybe i mean i think more so in in terms of like the rise of of maybe incel culture people who feel as if the world is against them and they're never going to find a woman and they end up sort of recoiling and disrespecting women and and, you know, going in the wrong direction, I feel like there's been a rise of that more lately.
2: Interesting, because mm. I think there's been a rise of that, but it's not specific to men or women. I feel that mm-hmm. it's the ho- the whole world. Literally, the every culture, <laughs> especially with younger generations, there's an absolute lack of etiquette these days. I mean, just go on Twitter. There's workplace bullying. There's street violence. Like, <laughs> politics? Politicians don't act like statesmen anymore. No,
1: that's right. That's true. They'll slap each other on the Senate floor. The The word statesman is not a word that I've heard used in years. I can't remember the last time I heard that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I agree with that 100%. Being a, being a statesman means... Sh- you're boring and I want to change the channel.
2: Well, I mean, you know, you, Bill Clinton was a statesman, right? I mean, well, a, a lot of the uh, you go back to JFK. He
1: was until he wasn't. No, no, you're right. I agree with that. I agree with that.
2: Right? They weren't boring.
1: That's true. That's a good no, point.
0: No, they did all their dirt. They, well, they did they did their desert. they did their dirt behind the scenes <laughs> as any good man would, Yeah. you know. They 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 ra- they ran this country and had sex with Marilyn Monroe and no one knew about it until they were dead. And that's how it that's that's a mm. lesson to be learned.
1: I wish I, I worry that in these trying times that you can't really be a person like that anymore because you're only gonna appeal to a small fraction of, of the voting demographic and people require or desire other things that are maybe more flashy and shiny and I think you're right funny and things like that. Yeah,
0: I mean it's a it's a it's a popularity contest. It's a popularity contest and you don't win that by being the most serious or studious. You win that by being the most entertaining you know, for the most part. It's like anything else. It's like a ratings battle. Or the tallest. Television. Or the tallest, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. How could I forget the, the metric that we- One of
1: my favorite rules.
0: That we truly measure by. So I, I also read, uh, Sarah Jane, that you do have a book coming out, right? Uh, in, in Next year or this year? When is it coming out?
2: Yeah, well, you know, I, I wrote a book in Chinese. It's my first one in English. Mm-hmm. Oh, so,
0: okay. So we're we're branching out. You're coming to the West. You're really trying to conquer the West, huh?
2: Well, you know, English, I was an English major in college. I've always loved reading and writing, and uh, it's, it's actually been my mission to bridge East and west.:
1: Well, you, and, and you, you, you speak multiple languages and you are a very worldly person. I know that there's no necessarily right or wrong answer to this, and you can't pick a favorite, but gun to your head, what's the best language? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so I'm actually learning my husband's dialect right now
1: which is Chinese. It's a Chinese a dialect dialogue. of Chinese.
2: No, no, yeah. it's, he so my husband is from a three and a half tier city in China.
1: Is that good or bad?
2: Well, I mean there's no good or bad. It's just it actually used to be a fourth tier city, but it's moved up a little. It's three and a half tier city now.
1: Jason,
0: let me let me translate for her. Three and a half <laughs> means that none of us would live there and we wouldn't even we would try not to stop for gas if we were driving through. That's what it sounds well, like to me. Okay,
1: well how I know that I know that the the smaller the number on the tier, the better it is, but when you said three and a half, it led me to believe that when do, when do the numbers
2: stop?
0: Yeah, good point. Yeah, get, is yeah. It,
1: is it? Are we at? Is three and a half still could be excellent for all I know. How, yeah.
0: How many tiers do we have in Chinese cities?
2: Um, let me Google that right now.
1: I'll clean it up in post. Don't worry.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, it's four. I guess the lowest is four. Okay, so three and a half is
1: rough. So style. three and a half, okay. not so good. Four means no running water. Like, where does? What are? What are some? Uh, this is sort of like a reverse Michelin rating system, isn't it? Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're like doing. Like, if it's it. a
1: three Michelin restaurant, it's a destination that you would plan an entire vacation around. If it's a three-starred city in China, you would go out of your way to avoid this city. Do they have an
0: airport in in this three and a half star Chinese city, or is it more of a uh, driving destination.
2: <laughs> That's a really good question. They're building the airport right now. Okay.
0: Okay. So I imagine I imagine your husband is a quite accomplished guy who made it out, who made it out. You know, and is it a my-
1: real airport or is it a North Korean style kind of fake <laughs> airport, mostly made out of cardboard and things like that?
2: Uh, no, it's, planes planes will be able to land and take off.
0: Okay. So you're you're learning his dialect, and this is at like is this just like. To be nice to him, or is it going to help your relationship? <laughs>
2: well, it's because whenever we go to Lishui, and I actually spend half of my time in China in Lishui, so we split our time between Shanghai, which is a first-tier mm-hmm. city, Hangzhou, which is a second-tier city, and Lishui, which is a three and a half-tier city.
0: Lishui, Lishui sounds like a girl Jason would have met in the club in two thousand six. <laughs> but con- continue.
2: Okay, so if you're
1: if you're <laughs> spending all this time in a three and a half and he must be loaded, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, this guy must be hot. Like, this guy must be—he must be making money. He's good-looking. This—this <laughs> this guy has it all. Because you don't seem like a three and a half, a half-tier kind of woman to me.
2: Well, he—he, he, well, he—he he says he came to find me in a first city. Mm. I see.
0: He left. He left his hometown looking to looking to. Kind
1: of marry up. It's very Nicole Richie, simple life <laughs> yes, kind of vibe. It yeah, is. Yeah, it really if you is. look
2: at <laughs> in my Instagram, which is at sarahjaneho.com, it's whole countryside. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I literally am living the simple life.
0: Okay, so you, so, beautiful. so you like it out there? But what do you do? Like, are there restaurants? Are you having to forage for your own food? Like, what is the, like, what is going on?
1: How it, many it, ducks do you kill per day?
2: Yeah, oh my like, goodness. what do you so? So, okay, so the ultimate luxury in China now is having your own farm and Mm, all his friends that have their own farm. So it's like, you're talking about like 500 acres of a farm. Is
1: this because as the world is continuing to reach a dystopian end, food will become the ultimate currency? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a yes, Jason. I know that China's into that kind of stuff. <laughs>
0: so so is America. It takes one to know one, you know. That's true. You know, I, I come from a place where there's a lot of farms, too, the Southern uh, United States. Um but it's not really like a status thing. It's more of a this is how we feed our family. So you're saying that these guys are doing it for fun and but they these farms actually work or they're just for show?
1: Do they Yeah, do they sell the sell the lo- the produce and and animals or do they keep it for their families?
2: Oh, keep it for your family and then you oh. gift to your friends. So one of yeah, so it's a huge gifting thing where, and it's sort of like a status gifting thing where it's like, oh, let me do these pig's trotters. They're from you know, my pig.
1: So that's a tier three, tier four gift, giving somebody pig feet when <laughs> there's so many. When there's some wagyu beef out there, is what I'm guessing.
0: So it's like if Jason, if Jason gave me like a cow or something, <laughs> is that is that that's like very like ultimate
1: sign of respect. Yeah,
0: is that the ultimate? What's the ultimate gift from a farm? You know what I mean? What, what's the what do you think the highest form of respect in a gift is
1: is it bees
2: two days ago I I had beef penis bull penis okay damn it was my first time
0: so you're saying bull dick is the number one gift that you are uh, how is this prepared
2: <laughs> so it was in this hot pot okay okay and it okay. was sort of this translucent looking does the thing. dick
1: get lost in a hot pot
2: <laughs> oh no 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 bull, bull dick is really big <laughs>
1: Oh, you're not missing it. You know where it is at all times. Okay, so you're saying the hot pot the
0: because the, the hot pot there's so many flavors, there's so many rich, deep ingredients. But you're saying the bull dick is so big that you could never miss it in that hot pot. Well,
2: it, it's not big in terms of girth. It's it's big in terms of length. Okay,
0: okay. okay. So it's, a, it's a, okay. So the bull is packing. so hard
1: to not make jokes right now. I <laughs> okay,
0: and and then you. Okay so does the does the bull dick have like a flavor or does it take on the flavor of what it's being cooked in like tofu Is it
1: yeah is it is it a sought after ingredient like a shark fin soup or something like that
2: Yeah except shark fin soup is technically illegal now but Well you know bull dick is very plentiful <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, okay we're so, up to our ears in bull dick over there in china okay
0: you're so saying. good 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 to know that, that you guys if i need to find bull dick i know where to go but how how is it tasting like what would you compare it to mouthfeel wise
2: it's chewy and then and then you have the testicle part which is which tastes a little bit like grainy caviar
0: this is <sighs> something i'm having a tough time wrapping my head are around. there
1: any are there any upsides to this <laughs> delicacy
2: oh yeah so in china and according, you're
1: to- like yeah Tastes better than bull pussy.
2: <laughs> that would be cow pussy. So, uh, actually, I apologize.
1: You're right. You're right. You're right. Come on, Jason. Let the record state. Okay, come on. Sarah Jason. Jane said cow pussy. That's, <laughs> That's long gone.
0: Well, she corrected you. She had to correct you. She can't let that like false information mm-hmm. go out. I don't want to get flagged.
2: Um, so okay, so according to traditional Chinese medicine. It's sort of an age-old belief that whatever part of an animal you eat is good for that part of you. So, if you are having libido issues, then you go and eat bull dick.
0: That's that's really interesting. So, can you give some other examples of that? Like what like something that's like maybe more common? Like if you're having brain
2: a... makes you smart when you eat it? <laughs> yeah, and then eating pig's lung is really good for your own lung. So, especially after the whole covid surge mm-hmm. and especially you know when pollution is bad or everybody's like oh you should eat more pigs lung, eat more pigs lung.
0: okay so hold on does this have any do we have any facts on this or is this more just like a feel
2: well this is two thousand years of <laughs> feeling
1: so is the bible but that's bullshit
0: yeah yeah i'm, sa- I'm sa- okay but i'm saying like if you is this something that you've personally had work in your life
1: yeah how, how much of it is sort of uh superstition or mysticism and how much of it yeah is uh, is rooted in in science and research
2: so i would say that you know eating a part of a animal body that helps a part of your and you know of your own body i'm not sure how scientific that is exactly but traditional chinese medicine which is actually believe it or not the world's oldest medical system clocking in at i believe it 2300 years old minimum that is actually very scientific.
0: No, I, 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 I'm a full believer in in Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. That is something I true, I truly believe, and I think I think that is, um, that has worked for me. Have you tried it? I mean, not not specific, specific, but like just just like acupuncture, all of that kind of stuff that I have I have done in my life has worked much better than most of the Western promises.
1: Oxycontin does work well, though. <laughs> <laughs> and fentanyl. Right? I mean,
0: look, it doesn't feel it doesn't it doesn't feel as good as oxycontin, but it it's not as addictive, so it's pretty great. <laughs> no, I had I used uh, Sarah Jane. I had a I had like crippling um, sciatica when I was younger in my lower back and like my leg, and the only thing that fixed it was acupuncture. Continued acupuncture, and I will so I will like scream it from the mountaintops any chance I get about how how useful it is.
2: That and, and you know what I think that the West is catching onto this now, and oftentimes people turn to ch- Chinese medicine as a means of last resort because their Western physicians were giving them all these painkillers. Or, I mean, I have Western friends who said that just the other day, a girlfriend of mine um, said that her college roommate had some kind of issue. She had a tumor that kept on growing in her leg. And Western doctors kept, you know, removing it, removing it. And then finally it grew around her muscle so that they couldn't even remove it. Western doctors told her to amputate. And this girl's father, right, means of last resort, found some hospital in China. I mean, they'd never come to China before. And this is like 20 years ago. And through traditional Chinese medicine was able to cure her for life. Like one month of treatment cured her for life.
0: I believe it, though. I really do. I think it's just a, I mean, it doesn't, I'm pretty open to stuff like that because I'm just like, I'll try anything when it comes to my body.
1: (laughs) It's true. I've seen it.
0: When it comes to like pain, I think you become desperate a little bit, and you're willing to try anything. And I think, but I think people also, I think acupuncture. The main, the main issue is the needles. I think that stops a lot of people. I think they're like people just don't like needles.
2: The idea of it is scarier than actually doing it. Oh,
0: a hundred percent. Yeah, it doesn't hurt or anything. I mean, Jason, you you did a lot of acupuncture too, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I've done it a lot. It, yeah, it doesn't hurt, but it's a it's a sensation that can feel uneasy. I don't know. It's hard to explain.
0: Yeah. I mean, I remember that one of the first times I went, I I went out the waiting room. There was like a woman that was just like bawling in the waiting room. And I'm like, this is weird. Like what, what's going on here? And then the doctor was like, oh no, sometimes the emotional release is so extreme that people like can't control themselves.
1: I store most of my trauma in my fascia.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's like this woman was just had released, you know, all of these emotions and was, uh, they were on display in the waiting room. Um, which probably wasn't good for business, but I was happy to see that, that she... No, that's
1: going to be very good for business, if you ask me. <laughs>
2: I, I mean, you know... I- a case study right there.
1: If you just poke a needle in my leg and I just start releasing decades of, of pain and emotion through tears, sign me up. It's cheaper than therapy. Yeah,
0: way cheaper. What's the- And my
1: insurance covers it.
0: What's the uh, therapy culture over there in China looking like? Not much?
2: Well, 10 years ago, if you talked about going to therapy, people would say... Are you mad? Yeah. And that's mostly the older generation, you know, the parental generation. And interestingly, because I mean, you've heard about Chinese tiger mothers, right? Of course. That book went wild. Jason's,
0: J- yeah, J- Jason's, Jason's dated you a have couple a
2: tiger of mom? I'm yeah.
1: engaged to one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, there you go. Exactly. I'm sure you have like American born Chinese friends who can tell you all about their, you know, Chinese parents. I grew up with a Chinese tiger mother and, uh, and now my generation, like the millennials, we've realized how, I mean, I'm, you know, how that's really messed us up. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things such as how Chinese parents can never be wrong. Again, this goes back to 2000s <laughs> of Confucian principles where they say there's a term that says parents are heaven and children are earth. And so children have to listen to their parents. There doesn't need to be any reason, any rhyme. You just listen to what your parents say. And that really messes you up. Like if you if your parent doesn't know how to apologize to you, you grow up not knowing how to apologize. Yeah,
0: totally. Oh yeah, totally. That's all very real. Yeah, I mean, my parents did a little bit of the like cuz I said so, you know, type of type of punishment. <laughs> um, but it sounds like this is a little more a uh, deeply rooted.
2: Absolutely. With with millennials in China now, there's been a huge turn towards studying psychology and towards Mm. therapy
0: i that doesn't i mean i think in in general like globally that might be the case i just think that the stigma around it is kind of gone um in a lot of ways i mean i think that it's it's uh it's it's more talked about than it ever has been
1: sergeant would would your parents be okay if you told them that you were in therapy
2: well actually um i think before like maybe if i were in college they would have they would have just thought that that's unnecessary and it's some kind of western they're
1: fucking you up over at harvard
2: oh yeah totally Mm -hmm.
0: you you know you know how they are at georgetown jason you know how it goes down there
2: and then i realized that all my close girlfriends i realized all my girlfriends who were in happy relationships had all done therapy and in my 20s after i got out of a particularly bad relationship that was bad for me um one of my best girlfriends who'd been doing therapy since she was a teenager she was like listen like you need to you need to go find a therapist. And that was kind of a wake-up call for me. I mean, a lot of my friends had been like Western friends have been going to therapy, but almost none of my Chinese friends, like I didn't know any Chinese friends who who were going to therapy therapy. Mm-hmm. And so actually, I went online uh, and I just googled because I didn't, you know, want my to ask my colleagues or my Chinese friends because there was still that stigma. Uh, and then I and I cool. knew what I was said, well, I want I don't want somebody Chinese because it's still a very nascent industry here. I want an American woman, right? Because America like basically invented therapy.
0: We got problems. <laughs>
2: and, uh, <laughs> and I wanted a woman who was married and had children. So she understood what it was to be in a relationship. I wanted a, an older American woman. And I found Teresa who was married. She has five kids, three of whom she adopted with her American husband, who's, you know, they're expats. But she's been living in China for 15 years. So she really understands the Chinese psychology as well.
0: She sees both sides.
2: Yeah, and then now, since finding her in two thousand fifteen, or oh, no, since finding her in two thousand seventeen, uh now ten of my friends go to her, and we call her Mother Teresa.
0: Wow, wow! So, so you did a lot for ter- Teresa's bottom line. This is great. Okay, so <laughs> do
1: we have a? Do we have? Make sure you make sure you sign up for those first look rights when the uh, when <laughs> Netflix starts sniffing around. All right? Yeah, you get a piece you're, of that action. You're in
0: Hollywood now, Sarah. You know the rules. No.
2: <laughs> But I have to say I haven't gone to Teresa like in 2 years. I mean, she helped me work through all my crap to help me become the person I want to be and to attract, you know, the husband that I eventually ended up marrying.
0: Okay, so how many how many how many stupid white boys did you date while you were living in America?
2: <laughs> in <laughs> so so I've been living in China for 10 years, and in China I've actually only dated Chinese guys. But when I was in the West, I i think i only dated basically western guys I, i'm kind of like a go native person like wherever i am i like to go native
0: yeah jason's like that too jason's <laughs> like that too
1: um okay so it just
2: makes sense from a culinary standpoint
1: <laughs> as well as a, as well as a sexual one so
0: what now what what did you find the main downfall of of uh american men like what what are our problems I'm sure there's some that stick out more than others
2: Actually, I think in America I dated European guys
0: Okay, okay, don't a blanket do so blanket white okay. boy <laughs> no,
2: Wherever they're from
1: where, They could be from Amsterdam or Denver <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What are, yeah, 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 what are yeah. our yeah. kind of unique
0: I don't give a shit where they um,
1: live Characteristics that, that need the most work In your Ooh, personal opinion
2: like, I don't think anybody's ever asked me this question well,
0: Welcome to How Long Gone We do things a little differently around here <laughs>
1: we're not afraid to play the race card here
2: (laughs) okay no so no so i I have been on dinner dates like i never dated an an american boy seriously but i've obviously been you know on coffee dates so i've been on dates i love this
0: you don't even let you don't even let an american guy take you to dinner they gotta go for the daytime they get the afternoon (laughs) slot that's rough
2: (laughs) (laughs) no because i like first dates to be casual I actually don't really like it when you
0: can take me to Starbucks, bro. Yeah, we, okay. we, we
2: can go. We can go grab coffee.
0: Damn, okay. Because that
2: way, if it doesn't go well, you have an easy exit. You don't have to wait for the second and third course to come out.
0: Sure. Wow. Okay. So, okay. So, first of all, you're going on three course dinners, which is must be nice.
2: Well, you know, I lived in New York.
0: I know these European guys are taking you to Eleven Madison Park. They kind of want me to show you <laughs> what a tasting menu is. You know, I, I get it. I understand. Are you familiar with omakase? <laughs> 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 okay. It's so beautiful.
2: um okay so so with American with American men that I went on dates with I don't you know I I really don't the audience is uh, your audience is American men. I I don't want to shoot myself in the foot and offend They just offend no they American no men. they
0: they no this is what they live for. They're
1: going to they're going to become erect Based on yeah, whatever exactly. answer you say. Yeah, exactly. It will not be it will not be yeah, met this with is n- the, any negative. Also,
0: also you're talking to American men. We're asking you, we speak for American men when we ask for this information. We represent the We're culture. the
1: diplomatic representative of toxic American men. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're the face of it. Yeah. Just anything that comes to mind, anything that you think you saw more than once. We call that a trend. <laughs> Sh- shoes, in the house.
2: Oh well, and the shoes in the house is obviously a no-no.
0: I wear shoes in the house. I don't. I don't give a shit. I'm, I stand on that.
2: But American <laughs> American boys are generally pretty clean. I have to say, at least the ones that I came across.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know the the rich, good-looking, educated ones that you came across definitely definitely were clean. <laughs> uh, I'm not worried about those Harvard guys showering or not. Um, but the the. The um, I just think
1: that, you never know.
0: That's a good point. That's a good point. Lacrosse yeah. can get a what little. Is, well, what do you? Okay, so you know, we we talked about this on the show uh a couple days ago, but there's there's a new you know. Do you think the guy should pay on on, on dates? Because I do, and there's a lot of there's a lot of um, different thinking around this now, or it should be split, or you know, it, we're equals, so we can split it, or I'll you know, blah blah blah. But I
1: yeah, I, uh, when you're on when you're on that first date. Sarah Jane, do you act like you're reaching for the Hermes wallet to pay and split the bill, mm-hmm. or do you just stand there staring at him?
2: Okay, so it depends who I'm on a date with. If I'm on a date with an Asian guy, or a Latin guy, or a guy from an Arab culture, or a European guy,
1: anyone but white, anyone <laughs> no, but no. white, yeah, anyone, okay. anyone <laughs> but
2: American, anyone but American. <laughs> that you know, and then it's like a Chinese guy would be offended if you. If you paid, then he would think, "Oh, she's not interested in me," and he would never ask you out again. He would even probably wouldn't even reply to your text. He'd be like, "Yeah, oh, she just wants to friendzone me." Mm-hmm. Um, I think Arab Arab cultures would also be very offended because yeah. their culture is so much about. I mean, these are more patriarchal cultures, right? Where the man takes care of the woman. And, sure. And how do you change two thousand years of history in like? 10 Years a uh,
0: tasting menu can do a lot for you, but it ain't going to change that kind of history. I agree. A Netflix show will do it, I yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you're but you're saying America, you're saying in America, let me guess, things are a little bit different, uh, and maybe this gesture is not as as uh offensive,
2: yeah. So, I think because for me, etiquette is so much about context. I mean, if I were with um, I mean, a Norway, right, or, or Denmark, sort of mm-hmm. the, those Nordic countries where it's also very much kind of <clears throat> equality. I mean in America I'd also be if if you're with a southern guy if you're on a guy a guy from the deep south
0: Thank you. That's right? me. That's me.
2: Um or if you're it would be different from maybe a guy, you know, from Maine or That's true. From New York. Um so so I think it's really about being sensitive.
1: Yeah, in America you have to always... You have to always worry and play that game of like
2: reach for the wallet.
1: Southerner gay, which one is it?
2: You know, <laughs> Southerner gay. That's so. That's a good one.
0: <laughs> I agree. It is a good one. It, it's a really good one. But okay, so I'll continue to pay, and and that's that's what works for my relationship. So I and and it's been it's I've been told that that's what works, so it works. Um, but another thing that has been hammered into my head is that you know even as we move away, um, from a cash based society, a man should always have cash on him. You know, because that's that's something that could kind of help out in emergencies. Can, you can buy anything. You can get to tip with that. Do you have any stance? Do you have a stance on cash? You can buy anything as long
1: as it's not at a store.
2: I mean, I think everybody should have cash on hand. Okay. In, in China, actually, I don't. But that's because China has such a – it's leapfrogged across – you know, it's leapfrogged over the West in terms of electronic payments. As long as you have your phone, you can pay anything, like, and everything. On your phone, we're we're almost there here. We're almost there here. But if I were, but in the states, I always, I can, I'm like the typical Chinese tourist in the states. I have like a lot of cash on me.
1: I would, I wouldn't broadcast that on a show <laughs> to hundreds of thousands of people listening. But you know. <laughs>
0: Okay, so you keep a lot of cash on you, but you also—that's because you're going shopping, or that's because you just don't know where the day could take you.
2: Um, it's because I'm afraid that my Chinese credit cards won't work.
0: (laughs) Okay, look, look that 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 American Express, that American Express Black works in all countries. You know that. Don't don't act like don't act like that. I know you read the paperwork that came with it when you got one. Um, what do you now when you come to the Big Apple? Um or or l a what are your must what do you what do you
1: love to do what's what's your number? Oh, one I love walking. when you touch down.
2: So in New York City, I will walk everywhere.
1: Yeah, but but I have a feeling you're not wearing some hokas poker trainers and trotting around town. Do you Are you able to do that in Chanel Flats
0: or do you, are you able to kind of canvas the city in a more suitable, like, you know?
1: I'd like to see you in something like a kitten heel, if I could.
0: Yeah. Are we going kitten or higher or are we going flats only? <laughs>
2: okay, who wears heels anymore, guys?
0: I Look, I don't know.
2: Girls don't wear heels anymore.
0: Sophisticated women of <laughs>
1: elegance
0: and... I think I see women wearing heels quite often, Sarah Jane. Usually it's at nighttime. Um and they might be drunk and unable to stand, but it doesn't mean they're not trying.
2: <laughs> well, I never wear heels during daytime unless I'm teaching or have a photo shoot or it's mm-hmm. very formal.
0: Okay. So if but if you're but if you're walking around New York, taking in the sights, stopping for a classic hot dog on the street, you're not are you wearing sambas? You're not doing sneakers. Yeah, are you wearing sambas sneakers, like the you? rest of us? Or are you did Adrian Ho slip you some Adidas or are you wearing <laughs> or, or, or are you wearing your kind of regular your 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 formal footwear?
2: So basically I either there's um I either, I either wear a white leather sneaker. So it's leather. It's not, <laughs> you know, cloth.
1: Let the record stay.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Leather.
0: <laughs> it's not cloth. Got it.
2: Or I wear one of my favorite boots. It's uh, it's it's like a white boot with some like metallic studs on it. That's a low heel, Mm -hmm. so it's like a one inch heel, and it's very walking friendly. Okay, who
0: who makes those boots? If you don't mind me asking,
2: Coach. Oh, but they're from the Coach London store, so (laughs) they have it's a much better merchandise. (laughs)
1: I had okay. a feeling that was going to come with a with an caveat. Addendum. Yeah, I knew that would have or a caveat. caveat of some sort. But
0: now, okay, this is a, this is a good question. Not to bring it back to to cousin Adrian, but what now? What do you wear when you're working out? Because this is a very controversial. There's a lot of ways to express yourself. You don't strike me as the gym shark, sports bra and tights kind of woman. So what's what's something you know demure that still serves the purpose when you're at Equinox working up a sweat?
2: I basically only wear Lululemon
0: because it keeps you snatched or or you like the you just like the way it looks like the way it feels the quality is it high it
2: just makes your butt it makes your butt look more perky that's right mhm <laughs> it really right. does
0: Uh, It really does. I mean, I think it's as simple as that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the price is nice and high too, which I like. But I don't think men should wear Lululemon. That's one of my rules.
1: But if you are a man who can pull off Lulus, oh baby, of course you're not single. (laughs) The world, the
0: world is your oyster. Well, now, what do you? When you're in LA, do you do you do you like that, or is that too much for you? Is it too much driving? Is it too spread out?
2: Oh, I love LA. I mean, you know, because I after I graduated from Georgetown. I spent two years living in New York. And something about New York is that it doesn't matter how long you live there. Every time you go back – and it doesn't matter how long you've been away. Every time you go back, you cross the bridge, you see the skyline, you feel like you're coming home.
0: Oh, you don't have to tell me. Alicia Keys is starting to sing right now. (laughs) Yeah, you tell them.
2: And then with with LA, I only discovered it, I'd say, only about like – 2018 was when I discovered L.A. And, of course, my cousin, Adrian Ho, the model, she moved out there. So I started staying with her there. Yeah. You know, uh, now I have work trips there. And I love L.A. And I just – I love both. I mean, when I'm in L.A., I feel like I'm on holiday. The weather's that's right. great.
0: Jason, I know. It's it's holiday year-round there. That's the beauty of it. it besides it being incredibly boring, um, it is <laughs> – the sun is out every day. So it is – it's a nice bonus. Speaking
1: of Los Angeles and dining – do you have to wait in line at Din Tai Fong, or is there a special phone number that you have now that you're a celebrity from China? Great, great question. <laughs> well, the
2: only time I eat Chinese food in America is with my cousin Adrian.
1: Right. It would be a fool's errand because you're, you know, what, what's the point?
2: Well, yeah, because honestly, I mean, Din Tai Fong, in America, it is delicious. But mid- if you come over to China, it's next level.
1: Oh, so the Din Tai Fong specifically in China is... Much much better than the American oh, version is what I'm yeah. saying.
2: Everything in Chinese food in China is better than Chinese yeah. food in America.
1: I don't think anyone's disputing that. I'm ready to. I'm ready to come
0: visit China, um, but I'm only coming if you're there. I'm not really trying to brave it myself, um, so I don't know if there's a fee involved. But you know, I could obviously pay for dinner. <laughs> How long gone is able to cover car services? Um, I don't know if you drive or not, so we can we can kind of discuss that offline. Well,
2: I can't wait to take you to Liyue and. Uh, Feed you some stuff.
0: <laughs> what if? J- what? Okay, okay. This is this <laughs> is, is stuff. this is good content for Jason. And I we're gonna fly all the way to China and then go to a three and a half tier, uh, city to eat bull penis, um, with you. And that's we'll obviously bring the camera crew unless you have one for us.
1: Could you imagine the banana is unpeeled and inside, it's actually a long and not not girthy bull penis inside, <laughs> and we're using our perfect swiping motions of our. <laughs> La Goulet Knife.
2: It'll have to be a lesson.
1: Yeah, it'll have to be a lesson. It'll have to be a lesson. It'll have to be a lesson. It'll be a bonus feature on the DVD. Um, speaking of food again, all time, gun to your head, best finger sandwich.
2: <laughs>
1: Ooh.
2: Does it have to be in America?
0: Whatever you want.
1: What do you guys got? Do you have like squid ones over there? What's going on? Oh, best finger <laughs>
2: sandwich. Um oh, I was thinking more Japanese, you know, with like the wagyu beef oh, mini sandwiches.
1: Oh, oh, oh. I'm talking about like high tea.
2: Oh. Oh, okay. Uh salmon for sure. Butter and smoked salmon.
1: Butter and smoked salmon. Simple, elegant. Stinky. I should. Next time we're in London, Jason,
0: I'm taking you to Claridge's for a high tea. That's 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 something I would love to experience with you.
1: As 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 would I. And I learned how to stir my teaspoon, uh, back front to back, no clinking on the outside of the glass.
2: Good job, boys. <laughs> You've been studying.
0: We've been we've been studying. Um, Sarah Jane, uh, we really appreciate you joining us on How Long Gone After Dark, um, and uh, everybody can watch your show uh on netflix now mind your manners is, is there streaming you can learn a lot uh while also being entertained beautiful stuff thanks so much for joining us and um i can't wait to share some bull penis with you in the near future
2: thank you for having me boys it's been a pleasure